What are three things you believe that you need to be happy in this world today? One of the only things in this world you can control is your state of mind. You can't control the weather. You can't control other people. You can't even control your health. You might get a brain hemorrhage. You might get hit by a bus. One of the very few things in the world you have genuine control of is your state of mind. You decide if you're a disciplined person. You decide if you're a happy person. You decide if you're a uh, depressed person. These are things that in real time you can affect in your brain. This is all you can control on Earth. If you can't control that, then you're just a feather in the wind. And life's going to blow you around. You might land somewhere good. You might land dog shit. Nobody knows. Your state of mind is what you should be able to control. If you can't wake up and say, today I'm making some money. And actually try your very, very best. And actually stay dedicated to that task. If you can't do that, you're fucked. The human mind is a massively misunderstood and underused chemical factory. That's all it is. It's the reason you feel happy. It's the reason you feel sad. It's the reason you feel excited. It's only chemicals in your brain. And I think if you try and take conscious control of your mind and force yourself to feel what you want, when you want, you can truly start to feel emotions on command. I don't think that men should ever consider how happy they are. I think that for a man, the paradigm of analyzing yourself based on your mood is an incorrect way to approach life. I don't think it makes it you feminine? competitive. I, think, I just don't think it makes you competitive. I feel like as a, as a man, life is ultra competitive and you're constantly competing against other men, whether you realize it or not. The girl you want, other men want. If you get her, it's a competition. The dollar you want, other men want. If you get it, it's a competition. The status you want, other men want. If you get it, you want the competition. Man, life as a man is hyper competitive and you need to build a mindset that allows you to compete at the highest echelons and the highest levels. In my experience, people who compete at the highest levels are not people who have any concern or care for how they feel on the day. You're a man with duties, you're a man with responsibilities, you must perform, you have things you must do, and you must do them regardless of how you feel. Whether you feel happy or you feel sad, you must still train. So considering it's not going to affect your actions, why even take it into consideration at all? Why does it matter? I don't look at myself and go, how do I be happy? I look at myself and go, how do I succeed and do everything I want to do and become competent and be successful? That's what I'm worried about, achieving my goals daily. Happiness is a byproduct. It's a side piece. But if you're going to wake up and go, I want to be happy, well, yeah, to a degree it's feminine. It's also very childish because only women and children are so obsessed with happiness. But it doesn't make you competitive because if you're concerned with being happy, that means you're only going to perform when you feel like it. That means you can't outcompete the men who perform every day regardless. And that's why, as a man, you need to be building a mindset that makes you as competitive as possible. And I think that considering happiness as a concept, as an ideal, as an idea in and of itself is a bad, it's a bad idea. I don't even, it doesn't even cross my mind if I'm happy. It doesn't even cross my mind. I've got shit to do. You have all the Andrew Tate motivational episodes in Spotify and much more episodes coming out. Go and check it out. Link in the description of the episode. Every man understands you shouldn't be complaining about things you cannot change. You have to play the cards you're dealt. To be born a certain height and then to sit there and go, what do I do? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You become the best version of yourself, just like everyone else does. Nothing about the height is in and of itself enough value for me to be a valuable man. As a man, you build your value. You are born with the cards you're dealt. Sure, it'd be ideal. Look, I'd love to be seven foot tall. I'm not. So it's the same argument. If you're five foot two, you need to become rich, 
strong and funny and charismatic and interesting and witty. If you're six foot four, you need to become rich, strong, well-connected. It's the same game. So to sit there and complain about it is asinine. Email me their long lists of all the bad things happened to them, and I reply, fantastic. You are so lucky. You have all the building blocks to become the exact kind of man you want to be. If none of this shit happened to you, when something else bad happens to you later, you wouldn't be able to deal with it. Fantastic. Bad things happened to Batman. They killed his parents. Do you understand? That's why he's Batman. You've just told me you have the building blocks. You might become top G when I retire. What are you complaining about? He goes, well, what do I do? I said, you need to work. Take all that trauma. If you're truly heartbroken, my friend, and we've all been there as men, if you're truly heartbroken, you can't sleep. That means you're going to get in fantastic yeah. shape. You better hit the gym. You have nothing else to do. But stop watching YouTube. Stop emailing me. I want pictures of you in the gym. Get to fucking work. Heartbreak's a fantastic motivator, as is depression, as is sadness. Great. Look at what's pissing you off and make sure it never happens again. If you were jacked and rich as fuck, she probably wouldn't have left your ass. All of you have a handful of this. I don't think you understand that. You could have been in a car crash at four years old and lost your legs. Do you have any understanding of how lucky you have been? This is pure luck. There's no reason. This only luck has kept you fully able-bodied, sitting there, capable of learning and listening and becoming something. You don't really need to be that tall if you're important and rich. And when you walk in the room, you think of fucking Mayweather walks in the room and people give a shit? Fix that frame in your mind. You are viewing yourself as a short man. Stop it. Walk the fuck up and be the man. I was a four-time kickboxing world champion. For 12 years, I trained five hours a day, six days a week. And I was motivated to train probably about 25% of the time. The rest of the time I went because I am disciplined. You don't feel like going through that shit on a Wednesday morning when you wake up, but you have to do it because you're disciplined. You're either a disciplined individual or you are not a disciplined there's, there's, there's a difference between want and want. And I say this all the time. People say to me, I want to be rich. And I say, okay, well, I want to be able to ice skate, but I don't want to be able to ice skate enough to go learn how to ice skate because I can't be bothered. I, I mean, surely if I could click my fingers and be a figure skater, I'd, I'd click my fingers. Who wouldn't? But I don't want to actually go train because I don't, I don't want it enough. And this is the exact point with money. Everyone wants money put on their lap. If you truly wanted money, you wouldn't be able to sleep until you fucking had it. And this is the point. Because when I had nothing, I couldn't be distracted. You couldn't distract me from what I wanted. That's who I am. If I want something, I'm gonna get it. I, I do not need to be motivated. I'm a disciplined person. If I allocate X amount of time to work, I'm gonna do it. But that is the bottom line answer, it's discipline. You're gonna have to work when you don't feel like working. That's how it's gonna have to be, or you're never gonna be in it. The idea that men don't feel emotions is incorrect. We feel emotions. I would actually argue we feel emotions in, in certain, with certain emotions stronger than women. I would argue that we feel heartbreak stronger than women. I would argue we feel anger like a woman could never understand. I would argue we are extremely emotional. Rage. Rage, pure rage. But it's feedback. So when you get the feedback, it's all about how you internalize that and how you process it, right? It's having, stoicism's not, not feeling emotions. It's feeling the emotion and going, okay, why is this happening? How much does this really matter? What's the most intelligent move on the chessboard? Chess is a fantastic game because in the game of chess, there's no, mis there's no luck. If you lose, no matter how well you play, if you lose, at some point you made a mistake. Mm. Even if it's the most minor mistake, you made a mistake. So you learn to understand that no matter what happens to you, if you lose a scenario, you made a mistake. Maybe it's a tiny one. Maybe it was two years ago, whatever. But you made a mistake and you learn absolute and utter accountability for yourself. At that
that mentality is extremely powerful to apply to all things in life. The position I'm in now as the most hated man in the world, although I agree and I truly believe it's unfair, I still take complete responsibility for it. I'm not going to sit here and say, I tell you why it happened when I talk about TikTok and YouTube shorts, but I'm not going to blame them. Absolutely. They're, they're, a, they're a company making money and they're monetizing the best they can. Fantastic. All of this is my fault. But the Bugatti on my drive is my fault. And the yacht is my fault. The private jet's my fault. So it's all my fault. So I take the good with the bad. I take all responsibility for absolutely everything, including if a woman leaves me, if a woman stays, if I end up heartbroken, if I end up filled with rage, I take responsibility for that. If something happens to me that makes me enraged. I will take responsibility. Why has this happened to me? Why do I feel this way? How did I end up in this position? Consuming content in a whole is, is kind of part of it. You have to be very careful and correct the things you listen to. Like obviously this podcast has value and the people listening are doing the right thing, but there's a whole bunch of kids who are just consuming constant shit. Like we're talking about Twitch and the garbage. It's, it's difficult out there for young people. I think it's extremely distracting world. We have the biggest companies in the world with the most advanced AI and tech in the world designed to keep you distracted and addicted to screens, watching shit that is no good for you. So it's hard. And, and yeah, the kids are glued to social media and glued to their screens and obsessed with all this crap. And of course they are. It's designed to be obsessed with them. They have to make sure they're taking it in a way that's good for them. Inside of my school, the real world, we actually have an entire course on regaining attention and focus because we notice that anyone below the age 25 can't focus on anything. If you were to say, here's how you make money, go. They'd try, but after 10 minutes, because it's not flashing colors and dopamine, they can't, they can't do it. They can't read anything. They can't focus on anything. They're just addicted to TikTok screens. Just new video, new video, new video, new video. So like people have lost their minds in real time. They've lost their ability to focus on anything. So we actually have to teach that again to the younger people. It's truly crazy. It's absolutely insane. I've had scenarios in my life where I was prepared to die to protect somebody else. And I was enraged and it was healthy. I've also had times where I'm in a room by myself enraged, sitting there going, this is no good for anybody. I need to just calm the fuck down. So emotions are feedback, but stoicism is the ability to process it. And that's what you need to be le learn as a man. You're never going to be able to turn them off. You're going to feel them. You have to learn how to turn, you have to learn how to process them and turn them into a positive. It's energy. It's unlimited energy. I say this all the time. I say that the biggest periods of transformation in my life is when everything was going wrong. When my life was going good, it's I'm not a hedonistic person. I don't do drugs. I don't gamble. I don't do prostitutes. I don't do anything that hedonistic. But I'll certainly go on the yacht with a bunch of women I know and chill and have some vodkas. When life's smooth, that's then it's semi-hedonistic, pretty relaxed. But when I make my biggest progress, when I really change who I am and change the world, that's when everything's fucked. When things go wrong or I'm feeling things I don't want to feel or bad things are happening, that's when I'm like, okay, I can current I currently cannot sleep. I've completed the day's tasks. I've tried to go to bed. I can't sleep. More shit has to be done. That's when the amazing things happen in my life. When I was heartbroken, when I was whatever, everyone's been heartbroken. I can't remember a specific example. I hit the gym harder, right? If something goes wrong with your payment processor, that's when you get fucking inventive. That's best business, right? That's when you get inventive. So all the bad things that happen to you as a man, if you're stoic, you get to take unlimited energy. Heartbreak is unlimited energy. So is depression. So is rage. So is sadness. All these negative emotions they tell you to, to collapse behind. It's like people talk like uh, Bruce Lee says, be like war. And people see that as be fluid and just go with the flow. I disagree. If you're like water, you are, you're necessary for life. You are scary when you're enraged. You're powerful. 
You're beautiful when you're calm. You're, you're so many things when you're like water, right? So if I'm enraged, it's like water behind a dam. You just got to put the dam in, for, in place. And you got to get the turbo, the hydroelectrics, but don't tsunami your life. Put the energy somewhere. Let's say your son comes to you. He's 14. He says, Dad, what's the best piece of advice you can give me right now? I feel like you should just always act like you're being watched by people you really respect and love. And it doesn't matter if it's in the gym, they're watching you to see how hard you train, or in that job interview, they're watching you to see how you perform, see how confident you can be, uh, watch you put your suit on, make sure your tie's straight. I feel like you need to have a sense of duty to people who existed before you or who have given up their lives so you exist. And you need to try very hard to make sure your last name means something important. So the, the best advice I can give is just keep in mind there's a whole bunch of people who love you, who are looking out for you, who really care about you, and who have done a lot for you to exist as a person. And you owe them a lot of things. And you owe them your absolute best in all realms. You owe them to try your hardest and to not disappoint them. And you don't get the, the luxury of just existing and sitting around playing video games and being happy, being sad, eating food, whatever. All of that's by the by. You have a big debt to pay to your family, to your ancestors, to God, and you have to try very hard. And keep that in mind and let that motivate you to be your best self. You have all the Andrew Tate motivational episodes in Spotify and much more episodes coming out. Go and check it out. Link in the description of the episode.